uh, people of the night. Yes, I love that. We're, we are approaching midnight here, and we have been thinking about how to survive this week, how to survive many things. <laughs> and I guess this, have we survived? Who knows? Who's to say? We're surviving, not I'm thriving. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Yeah. And this, I guess, inspired the conversation, inspired the thoughts of, would we survive an apocalypse? And and our conclusion is, we have, in some ways. Yeah. Some may argue that we have. Yeah. And I am some. <laughs> <laughs> I will argue. Uh, my name is Claire, and I've been cruising off caffeine for the last week and a half. I'm very unwell at the moment, but, you know... <laughs> And I'm Kristen. <laughs> no, no little little tag. I don't know what to say. What have I done? What have I done this week? That's a scary thought. I'm Kristen, and I have taken a nap today, so I'm doing pretty a-okay, guys. I'm very jealous of your ability to nap. <laughs> it wasn't really a nap. It was a accidental sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but now the question is, will you be able to sleep tonight? <laughs> Ex- exactly. I was gonna say, which now leads us to tonight's issue, which will be not being able to sleep. Yes. C'est la vie. This week, because I wasn't able to sleep a lot, it was mostly due to work. I would watch movies in the background. I didn't want to do TV series because I knew that TV series, like I would have to watch the whole series rather than like a movie that's two hours. Still a long time, but... Even though the movie is longer, for some reason it feels like shorter. Like you feel like, oh, at least that'll put me on a deadline because at the end of those two hours, you will have to stop before consciously starting another one. Whereas a TV series, even though it might be a 20, 30, 40, minute episode you'll yeah. keep going until exactly it's like no end yeah and i've recently been re-watching the 100 and for those who don't know what the 100 is it's basically a post-apocalyptic show that takes place in space and there are 100 prisoners that get sent back down to earth to see if earth is survivable and it kind of just follows their story it's a really good show amazing in fact mm-hmm. the cast so talented the storyline is really incredible i haven't really seen another show that's like it i guess my initial thought of like apocalypse was you know the zombie apocalypse or 2012 where just like the world is ending you know so being able to be introduced to a different type like a nuclear apocalypse i think that's what really caught my eye but because i've been re-watching this show I've been thinking about, could I survive an apocalypse? No. <laughs> All right, end of Let episode. Absolutely. <laughs> That's <not>. it. <laughs> okay, join us next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about this real hard because, okay, it depends on what kind of apocalypse, right? Okay. Like, I feel like for a nuclear apocalypse, if you have a bunker... Was it a nuclear apocalypse that happened in... Spoilers for people who haven't watched The 100. Yeah, spoiler alert. Was it a nuclear apocalypse? Yeah. Oh, okay. There was so much radiation on Earth that everyone basically had a space station. That's right. Everyone Mm -hmm. went up into space. They've been living there for a number of years now, and they're running out of resources. So what's the next solution? Well, we have to go back to Earth to see if it's survivable. It's basically Wally, but make it like real time instead of animated series. Yeah. And make it a little bit more high stakes with nuclear yeah. issues. And with much more attractive people. I'm Disneyify. Oh my God. The people on that show are so attractive. So attractive. Um, Wait, I'm going to look up the cast again to remember who I love most. <laughs> yeah. I feel like 
I mean, I haven't done any research on proper apocalyptic pre preparation. And I know that there are people out there who do prepare for yeah. certain apocalypses. So there are bunkers that you can purchase. You can like stock up all of that stuff on supplies, food, weaponry and i don't know i feel like there are probably some bunkers that are relatively large i don't know how expensive they would be but i feel like depending on the type of apocalypse you i could survive interesting for a nuclear apocalypse i think that i guess it's also because i've seen the show and so i know a lot of ways that they could survive you're prepping already right yeah so i was thinking about it right and i was like if you have an underground bunker that has filtration for air and keeps out the radiation, then you technically could survive a nuclear apocalypse because eventually, right, the radiation has a half-life. So you could still have a, a civilization that's just underground, dependent on where in the world it would be. Because like if it was in California, there's so many earthquakes that like, I don't know how sustainable <laughs> your bunker just splits in half literally like i don't know how sustainable that would be dude that's such a scary thought how many bunkers do you think are in california like knowing that statistic none of like how many earthquakes are in california do you think there's as many like i don't know the term for people who prep for the apocalypse or an apocalypse i feel like there is a word for that group but i don't know it but like that group of people right do you think there's a lot of them in california or you think no it's more of a i don't want to be like midwest but like you know where it's more open land yeah a little bit more stable <laughs> not as many people around. I mean, I can't say that they're not a lot because I, again, don't know. <laughs> you don't know? But um, California lies on the San Andreas Fault. So that is a huge fault line. If there are earthquakes, and there are a lot of earthquakes, so there are, that wouldn't be like a smart place to have a bunker underground. Yeah. So I feel like most of the bunkers would probably be in places that don't have a lot of earthquakes but maybe like they have a lot of tornadoes or something like that so they're already like have a place underground you know that's so true yeah yeah do you think you could survive a nuclear apocalypse a nuclear one i think like you said only if like i had the resources like genuinely like if we if it happened like right now in this second like shit was going down we're about to be bombed i would be a mess like i would be so unable to cope i wouldn't know what to do and i think i would just die all right all right <laughs> it's like oh what was it four i think it, it just made four it might have made five years i can't quite remember the number but when hawaii had that false missile oh my god yeah i forgot about that yeah, I think it, it must have been four years ago now because it was like right after I moved out and I was skiing with my dad on the mountain, come down, turn my phone on and we were three hours ahead of Hawaii. So it was, I was coming down like 10 a.m. or something, an hour after the false alarm. And everyone, I my phone just started blowing up, like all these calls, all these texts. They're like, are you okay? Are you, are you safe? Da, da 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 Like, how are you feeling? And I was like, what is going on? And it was all my Hawaii friends and family. Half of them must have forgotten that I no longer live there. <laughs> but it, it was still really sweet and really cute that they reached out to me. I felt very included. I was just very confused when I first turned on my phone. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Go on social media and find out. All the news was blowing up about the missile mishap. That was chaotic. And I seen videos of people literally like not throwing their kids, but like lowering their kids. They just popped open the manholes and were like putting their kids down into the sewers because they were like, we need to get underground and there's no... Yeah. We barely have space on the land for people, let alone like underground. Yeah. Of any sorts. So people were just like, well, this is the closest thing. Put your kid in the bunk hole or like trying to cover, yeah, cover up their glass and like trying to take shelter in a corner in their house where there's no windows. Like mm -hmm. a lot of crazy videos were circling around and 
that was kind of reflective for me because even though I didn't experience it firsthand, I, I had the same thought. I was like, literally, what would I do if I still lived there and I was caught in that moment? And I, yeah, I don't know what I would have done, <laughs> especially if I wasn't, if I was by myself, like if I wasn't my parents, hopefully they, they are older and wiser and they would be able to be like, okay, we need to do this. But like, if I'm by myself, like in a crisis, like now we live on our own, like I'm still a baby adult. Like I don't consider myself a full-blown adult. So I would not know what's the next steps to take in a crisis. Truly, especially like, okay, if you go new nuclear apocalypse right technically you could survive having like a missile or a bombing or something like that everything would be in shambles but you could technically survive okay similar to earthquakes right like a lot of times places are just left in complete shambles but there are survivors but the difference is if you don't have like you know one of those like hazmat suits or something like there's so much radiation like how are you gonna escape that yeah if unless you don't have like an underground bunker type area that shields you from all of that radiation yeah so like even if you survived you won't really survive afterwards yeah unless you find a place that either hasn't been touched by the radiation like i don't know how radiation travels you're not a radiologist i'm i don't know (laughs) (laughs) no i chose the wrong field Uh, (laughs) but i think that if you had a bunker had a proper filtration system surviving a nuclear apocalypse would be plausible if you had other people also just think about locking down i mean we've kind of had practice locking down hopefully if you abided by the pandemic that's going on outside but locking down has been hard for everyone let alone if you were truly truly isolated half whatever amount of the population gets wiped out because of this apocalypse like i was losing my mind at the beginning of the pandemic you know mm-hmm. bored at home let alone i can't imagine being locked in a bunker i mean we kind of have been <laughs> working from home <laughs> we kind of have been and we've gotten better but i don't know the idea of like truly locking down in a bunker at least now with things opening up it feels a little better you can kind of go out like imagine not being able to go to the park or like something as easy as that you know like where you can actually go see outside like truly locked in your house absolutely not going out yeah which basically pre-pandemic like not pre early pandemic like i don't know about you i was even scared to leave my apartment yeah like i was like i'm not leaving (laughs) until i literally ran out of food (laughs) i wasn't super scared but i was talking to my mom and she was very nervous because it is a a strange feeling of something unknown happening to a mass amount of people yeah and she's like listen i've i've lived through the 60s (laughs) i've lived through two recessions i've like she's done a lot she's like but i've never lived through something like this and like in the very beginning of the pandemic right like we didn't know really what covid was we didn't know where it came from how bad it was gonna be but it was basically like our version of the plague like they're going to have this in the new history books right oh it 100 percent is yeah that's a scary thought like i know that's right but i still can't believe it 9-11 is in history books now because it's over 20 years ago can you believe that no Ooh. yeah think about that the second time today i've felt old <laughs> let me just beat you while you're down <laughs> yeah i'll just be over here brb i'm gonna go cry <laughs> But like, okay, if we were to prepare for an apocalypse, what are the things that we need to think of? I would think water, air, food are the main three things. So water, you would have to have some system that would make water or like filter water, right? Or get it somewhere and then like remove all the impurities, remove all the poisons, whatever from it so that you could survive. I know a lot of people have those, oh, I don't know what they're called. They're like inside farms. Uh, biomes, microbiomes or something. 
something like that where they can continuously grow their own food and so like that's taken care of along with like having canned food or whatever on the side but being able to continuously provide food for yourself and whoever you're bunkering with yeah and having like greenery like that could help with the air yeah issue oh true i didn't even think about that yeah got you yeah and then clean air so those are like the three main things really that i can think of there are probably many other things (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh, me and my vast knowledge of apocalypse survival (laughs) those are the three that i would think would be the most important yeah i would agree but aside from nuclear apocalypse it got me thinking about other apocalypse apocalypse seas apocalypse apocalypse apocalypses are they apocalypse because like octopus octopi platypus platypi or is it with the us sound oh wait i don't like how i said that i take that back that felt weird delete delete <laughs> delete delete control z control z control z oh okay another popular apocalypse scenario zombies of course the zombie why did we under what context do we think zombies run slow? That's an interesting take, right? Yeah, because like in every movie, every media that you see them in, they're always running so ridiculously slow. But at the same time, fast enough to catch up with these people who are running away from them. I never understand that logic, but... Like horror movies, let's split up. Yeah, like why... The logic, not there. (laughs) It's a dark room and you heard a mysterious chainsaw noise downstairs. Hello, who's there? Yeah, let me go check that. (laughs) Oh, it's just me, I'm trying to kill you. Like, what? I hate that logic. My biggest beef. Imagine a killer calling you from outside. I'm outside your house. Okay, hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here's the thing, okay? Culturally, zombies are different. American zombies have been portrayed as slow. Oh, are we getting a history lesson from Claire? Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to make that clear. (laughs) Professor Claire? (laughs) No, no, nay, nay. However, growing up, I feel like zombies, you know, in the younger cartoons, whatever, were portrayed as very slow and kind of like, uh, like... Brain dead. Yeah, brain dead didn't really do much. They weren't very harmful, Mm. right? Until they caught you and ate your brains out. But minor details. Yeah, it's fine. But like, if they were slow, they just kind of hobbled along, you could probably easily cut off their head right yeah or defend or shoot them from far away like you could easily defend yourself against uh, those types of american zombies right but flip it if we're talking about asian zombies korean zombies what are korean zombies like have you not seen train to busan no. Oh, okay. So their take on zombies. Oh, yes. Educate me. They are super strong, super fast. They have insane hearing. Oh. Like if you are in a building far away, they can hear you and they'll come running, you know? Like, so in that sense, I, I would die. I don't even think I could defend myself if I tried, you know? Because they're so fast that even if I were tried to outrun them, they would outrun me, bite me. I would be dead. Blech, you know? Yeah. Bummer. Wait, but... so is it more like a World War Z? Yeah. They, they're definitely portrayed as World War Z. Okay. I loved that movie. Yeah, it was really good. I fucking loved that movie. So, American zombies, I could survive. For sure. Yeah. Just line my house with treadmills. They're not getting to me. 
you know? I love how much you've thought in depth of this. Okay, I have, yeah. Because I was like, listen, if I'm preparing for slow zombies, it would be easy. Because one, I would have treadmills all around my house. They can't get to me. Then I would probably have a car that would be faster than them. So again, they can't really get to me. Yeah. If they got near me, I would shoot them or whatever, slice their head off. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're less threatening. You know, World War Z zombies, Train to Pusan zombies. Nope, I'm dead immediately. And I wouldn't wouldn't even try to fight it, to be honest. Yeah, at some point, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Fight or flight. What's just giving up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because like... At some point, if you can't beat them, I'm going to at least take out as many bitches as I can going down, (laughs) you know? Yeah, a little zombie competition. (laughs) Literally. At some point, it's like, if I can't beat them, not quite join them, but like, take them all out with me. (laughs) If you're going to take me down, I'm taking you down with me. Yeah. Also, at the end of the day, so say everyone turns into a zombie. Right. Then what? Then we're just zombies. Is that an evolution? Natural selection evolution? Like, we are now just zombies? Yeah, what happens after that? Because a lot of the times in the movies, the only targets for zombie are other humans. So if all of the humans became zombies, then what? Because even in World War Z, when they weren't hunting, they kind of just stood around. And so if they're not hunting, they can't really die either because they're already dead. So like, what happens? That's true. Yeah, how do they... What's the sustenance? Was that Korean or was it Japanese zombies that you were just talking about? Asian zombies in general? Yeah, I think just the Asian portrayal. They do Dark and Twisted so much better than Americans. Dude, yeah. Asia, they either do really cute or like really scary. Yeah. Do their anime, like cute little cartoons. They got a much wider spectrum over there. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, in the American portrayal, it's like, oh, we thrive off of brains, which I'm also like, why do we, we like, I'm a zombie. Why do they thrive off of brains if they're brain dead? Like, what good is your brain to them? I don't know. Wouldn't the rest of your body suffice for just, like, sustenance? Like, what do they need to survive? I don't know. They're not moving any brain power. Well, I guess you still need calories to just exist, huh? But are they existing because they're dead? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, they're already dead. They can't technically die. I mean, I guess they could die again if their like heads were cut off or something in some portrayals of zombies. Like, but if there are no zombies or if there are no other humans that haven't been zombified, right? Right. Then like they're all just hanging out unless they die in stupid ways. Yeah. Or do you think like natural selection will ensue where they're gonna try to like kill each other because they have nothing? They don't have humans to kill. Oh my god. Like if their sustenance for some reason is brains. I guess it goes back to the first question. Do they have brains? Depends on the portrayal. Right. The slow American zombies, I don't think they do, and that's why they crave them. But in the most recent portrayals, say World War Z, Train to Busan, mm-hmm. they are just regular humans that they get bitten, and then they turn into a zombie. So technically, they have brains, but when you're getting chased or hunted by a zombie, they're not going for your brains. They're just going to spread the virus. Yeah. So I was about to say, mm-hmm. do you think that there are zombie serial killers? But technically, they're all serial killers. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> zombies are serial killers. The original, the original serial killer? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who the original serial killer Who started zombies? Who started zombies as a thing? That's a good question. I don't know. Why did we decide, unless, is it from, oh my gosh, was it like the 1800s somewhere where they would bury people and then they put the bell on top, right? And when they buried a loved one, they tied string around one of their wrists and the string would connect to a bell that was above ground for those who don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was often that they would misdiagnose people as being dead yeah. 
when they were actually alive for like comatose or some other medical miracle that we often call them now. So people would re-alive and then they put the bell so they can move in their coffin six feet under the ground. <laughs> yeah, imagine. And ring the bell so that way someone could come save them. And that's why we call it the graveyard shift when you work overnight ah. for those people who work the graveyard. Yeah. I mean, that could be an origin of where the idea of zombies came from. Mm-hmm. But also, did you know that like even though they put the bells on some of the people, you know how like when you die, your muscles go into, I think it's called rigor mortis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know what you're going to say. And sometimes even if you are dead, your body will twitch or move in some ways. So if you have a bell connected to you, you still could be dead and then just be moving and ringing the bell unintentionally. Yep. Either way, this was a bad system. Yeah. It was not great. Either it's ringing because someone realived or it's ringing because someone just, their body decided to be alive for like one more second. Had to give a final kick <laughs> into the afterlife. Oh, even though I said, like would totally give up in uh one of the two zombie situations yeah i feel like there's a way that we could outsmart the zombies right really i do because world war z the workaround for survival was if you were terminally terminally my god i can't say that terminally terminally ill yes the workaround was like if you were sick if you had cancer say the zombies wouldn't see you so you would survive right okay yeah in train to busan the zombies weakness was sight so if they couldn't see you Uh they wouldn't attack you so like a lot of the times in the movie they were stuck on a train hence the name of the movie (gasps) they would cover the windows in newspaper so that no none of the zombies could see them and so that's how they were able to survive for a longer amount of time so i feel like there is a way that we could outsmart the zombies because everything has its weakness right it's just like the matter of finding that weakness like would i stick around long enough to find the weakness Mm -hmm. and i feel like also to find the weakness you either got to be really lucky or it's process of elimination right you need to see enough people get taken taken out and be like well yeah sight did not work so they're dead let's not do that again like yeah and depending where you're stuck at this is gonna sound super morbid but if you're in a city there's a lot of people to process and eliminate through but are you looking like we live in the city right Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people available but i stay in my apartment most of the time so (laughs) i'm not interacting with a lot of those people Yeah, that would be hard because while there are a lot of people to study and say, okay, they died because of this, so obviously that wouldn't help us survive. Mm -hmm. There's so much opportunity for everyone around you to become a zombie, so the rate of survival would like plummet. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I feel like it would be luck Mm -hmm. for sure. Again, if you don't have a good stock of food, then you wouldn't survive. Yeah. Because you would have to go out and get something. Go out and be exposed. Yeah. So overall, if we're talking about slow zombies, I think I would be able to survive just fine. Yeah. For as long as I needed to or until I could get like a plane to a private island somewhere in the middle of the water where no other zombies are, right? Yeah. If we're talking about World War Z, trained Busan, nope, dead. Wait, do we know if zombies usually can swim? Because you're talking about having a, going to an island where there's no one around. I don't know. Can zombies swim usually in any portrayal? I feel like that can be the critical factor of like what could make them so much more terrifying. Yeah. Okay. In zombie movies, every single zombie movie I've seen, there's always been that one person who gets bit and still goes on the plane, still goes on the train. Like you just got bit. Why are you now putting everyone else at risk? And then they'll try to hide it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I know, but I want to. And this is going to sound really fucked up, but it's very true. 
And that's kind of where we're living at now. Like, some people will be like, I got quote-quote zombie bit. I know I'm COVID positive. Or I was exposed to COVID more recently than I should be around people. And they'll (laughs) still get on that plane. Yeah. So I think it's, as much as it's frustrating to see that in those movies, in some ways, it's very painful to realize that it's also a harsh reality. So it exists in the movie because it also exists in the real world, you know? Yeah. It's just so annoying. For sure. Yeah. They're all, like, sweaty and, like, twitching. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, dude, you obviously don't look well. And they're like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. They have this massive bandage across like their whole midsection. And they're like, nothing's nothing's going on over here. <laughs> yeah, they're just bleeding out of the side of their shirt. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> everything's fine, guys. Totally normal. Yeah. Ugh, those people. I hate those people. Those people. So do you think you would survive zombie apocalypse? Mm. I think the same. If it was the slow zombies, maybe. If we're going off of the American version, assuming that I can outrun them, being given that leniency of being ahead of them, I think I could. Probably. I just keep a bat on me. Yeah, wrap it in spikes. Yeah. Yeah. If we're living in that train of Tucson. Busan? Train of. B U S A N, but. Oh, Busan. Okay. Train of Busan. I don't. Yeah. I'd just be so terrified to move. I don't know if it would really be a test to my will to live, I think. Because that's so fucking terrifying, dude. The idea of that being real. Uh, I'd be so scared to move or do anything, like leave my house. And if I was stuck in a situation outside of my house, you know, or I'm exposed, it really puts into question and tests your will to live and to make it out, you know? Yeah, on the spot, uh, survival skills, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm going through all the different apocalypses. Go through them. Another one that's popular was the robots. Oh. Oh my god, I haven't even thought of that one yet. Wow. Listen, I went through multiple different types of apocalypse events, theories. Apocalai. Apocalai. Because I, I got into it. You really did. I was like, I need to, I can't say that oh yeah i would definitely survive an apocalypse if i haven't looked through multiple possibilities of what apocalypse could have been caused by so another popular one robots i don't know if i would survive a robot apocalypse because the premise right is that robots computers get too smart and kind of take over humanity Mm -hmm. and part of me is like yes because computers are very smart Right. If y'all didn't know, Elon Musk had computers that started communicating with one another, so he had to shut it down. So I believe it. Like, technology is there. Dude, one of my friends sent me a news article. I didn't dig into it, so this is this may be false news. I don't know. But computers can now code for each other. Yeah. So they're coming after our jobs. <laughs> so that's fun. That's a scary realization. Yeah. And so I think that definitely computers much smarter than us, they don't have room for human error, right? Yeah. But the thing is, unless they have some sort of machine learning i think a lot of the times human thoughts are so hard like how the brain works it would be so difficult to copy like the human conscience is that what you're talking about yeah okay being able to basically replicate that's the word replicate how the human brain works because you know there are so many synapses going at every single moment there are so many thoughts that can happen at once mm-hmm. and that that leads to so many different possibilities and As humans, we have those emotions that are attached, right? And so there are a lot of decisions that are made from emotion and robots don't have that ability. Going off of that. So I feel like usually when we talk about the robot apocalypse, we talk about robots getting back at us, right? Yeah. And coming for us in our jobs and stuff like that. or Our lives. (laughs) Our, Our livelihoods, our lives, yeah. But 
I think that goes very well off of what you just said is we think I think that's such a human thought of something coming after you because that requires for some thing in this case the robots to have a conscience and be able to hold malice like have that emotion to want to seek revenge and turn it against you yeah so until i'm not saying it's out of context because i can also see like with what we can do with bioengineering biomedical engineering and things like that i can that's a scary thought to me in some ways of like how far advanced we can get i can see that potential so i don't know maybe in some scary scary very far a future we can reproduce human consciousness or like produce human emotions i don't know but if we ever do get to that point then i think the robots could come back but until then as long as they are able to be detached from human emotion then i don't see a reason to believe that they will come out for us because revenge is a human emotion yeah i don't really know if i would survive if it's purely just robots right it's not people that are coming after me depending on how they design these robots like imagine a bunch of vacuums coming after me could survive that right but if they were like war robots like iron man bots no nah, then instantly like don't even try to run situation <laughs> i can fight off a couple vacuums but <laughs> iron man might be a different yeah just close the door right <laughs> treadmill closed door i i sense a trend <laughs> but i'm saying like what kind of robots are we talking about now this is so many such an open-ended question right because robots like computers are technically could be considered robots but a computer can't get up and like kill me they can threaten me through a camera right but they can't physically harm me Unless one gets dropped on me or I'm hit with a computer. <laughs> but, Unless physical injury comes upon me. But if they're like Iron Man robots that are coming after me, programmed to come after me, you're dead. Like it's not even, you can't even try to fight that. Yeah. So I guess if I lived in a bulletproof house, if I lived in a house that was made of vibranium, We're escalating. I could survive. So we need a bulletproof house slash bunker. <laughs> for our apocalypse situation <laughs> yes we cannot be at high altitudes there are just too many risks with falling from those altitudes we already need to be under the ground as low as we can get a secure bunker with no other technology in it honestly i feel like i could survive without technology you think yeah totally i've i mean i grew up working on different farms where i just didn't have technology at all this is true yeah and as long as you have another person to talk to you can get through it that's true yeah i mean you more so yeah i didn't grow up on a farm but i feel like i definitely grew up more quote quote you know old school like we we were probably the last generation of like oh go outside and play until it's dark out <laughs> yeah so yeah we didn't have ipads when we were toddlers guys Mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah you're right like as long as you have someone else you trust to get you through that and someone who you can also talk to that's that eliminates a lot of the boredom with the right company mm -hmm. so are you saying you think you would survive or no i think what this is all boiling down to i think survival really is indicative to what supplies we have on deck assuming that i have all the right supplies to shelter myself then i think so yeah but i think that's the trend we're coming up with like if I think the difference of whether or not we would survive is really depends on if you're saying like right now in this moment, because if so, no, because I have so many smart devices in my house, like I'd be McFucked. But if <laughs> I am, like you said, like in a 
bulletproof bunker in the middle of nowhere with absolutely no technology for a robot apocalypse, then probably would be safe. I'd be able to survive. So I think it depends of when when it's hitting me. Yeah. Do you think in a robot apocalypse or like a technological apocalypse, if you had a bunker far enough underground, the signal wouldn't get to you? So you could technically still have technology devices. Yeah. But because there's such a thick layer of earth. Mm, I think yes, maybe. But they still like, I mean, they have different types of radio waves, right? So I guess it depends how much the type of technology they have, right? Lo-fi technology could still get you. If lo-fi technology can exist that far underground, lo-fi technology can get you. I was thinking about lo-fi music. Just <laughs> someone attacking you with, with some lo-fi beats. Really smooth, relaxing music. I'm gonna soothe you to your death. <laughs> Play some smooth jazz. Yeah, enjoy this, bitch. Honestly, that person, if someone wanted to kill me that way, it'd be welcomed, because then I could finally get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, come on over. In fact, I'll invite you into my bunker. <laughs> you could stay. Yeah, so I think it really depends, like, how I'm getting caught in this apocalypse. I think that's the, the key trend we're kind of showing up with. Yeah, the common denominator, bunker, food, water, air, person. Yes. And then, I mean, it's a whole different situation about, like, if you're not near the bunker, getting to the bunker. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's there, I think the chances of you surviving skyrocket. Yeah. Okay, last thought. I guess we kind of touched on it earlier. I think we can definitely say that we've survived an apocalypse mm-hmm. because thus far survived COVID-19. Yeah, that's wild. That's a wild thought to have, honestly, to zoom out. Yeah. Now, I don't think some people will consider it an apocalypse, but it is a plague that covered the earth. Yeah. A lot of people were hunkering down. Like A lot of people treated it like an apocalypse in the very beginning. We, again, this was uncharted territory. Rationing food and toilet paper. <laughs> stealing toilet paper i i just want to i need to know this logic like if someone has an explanation i would love for you to share it to me because i just i can't wrap my brain around it it was literally a respiratory disease and and like you said at the beginning we didn't know a lot about it so okay that's fair but we at least knew that we knew it was a respiratory issue so how does toilet paper relate to that like are you shitting yourself every fucking day of the week or is it like it's kind of like when girls pack underwear to go on trips yeah exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) we gonna plan like we're gonna shit ourselves twice a day i don't i also don't understand that is it just like a human nature like you just want your ass cleaned like what what is it i don't understand and i really i really want to understand i want to I want to. I think it's a natural human reaction to make sure that you're stocked up on what you need. Now, I don't know why no one went for water or like... Exactly. That's my that's my beef. It's like, okay, I get wanting your needs, but like, why was your asshole a top need? I have no idea. It became a trending thing where everyone was like, oh, you need to stock a bunch of toilet paper now. And then that just fed the it fed the beast, you know, like it just kept going down and down and downhill. Yeah, but it's true. Actually, thinking back on it now, I remember very beginning grocery stores would only let a certain amount of people in at a time. They had strict hours. Mm-hmm. They limited the amount of cans of food that you could get per person because a lot of low income families who need stamps, that food was getting taken so they couldn't afford to even have food because people were stocking up on different canned goods. 
Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people treated it like an apocalypse because it kind of was. Especially, like you said, because it was so unknown. We, like, didn't know what we were... And I think that is, like, the horror of an apocalypse is you don't know when it's going to happen and you don't know what you're running from necessarily because like how we were talking about like what type of zombies would they be what would be their weaknesses there's so much unknown in, in an apocalyptic situation like yeah if we're drawing parallels early covid like you don't know what you're prepping for so you're literally just trying to get all the basics and everything on top of that that you possibly can to stock up because you don't know what you're gonna need you don't know what you're preparing for or against yeah I guess in this case, we can pat ourselves on the back saying that we survived an apocalypse. <laughs> After all of our like, yeah, I don't think I'd survive that one. Maybe if I had the right conditions, we did. We did not have, not the wrong conditions, but we we didn't know what conditions we had <laughs> to start this off with. Yeah, and we were able, I mean, quite honestly, I guess we did kind of, it was a parallel of a bunker situation, right? Where everyone just stayed in their houses. No one really went out unless they needed to go out. Yeah, exactly. Most people. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, you would stock up on groceries, clothing, I guess, different necessities. Also, if people are going to stock up, stock up on like Advil and Tylenol, that would have been mm-hmm. smart, y'all. Good thing I just have a pharmacy in my house. Just kidding. Don't take that serious. <laughs> oh my God. Do you want to see something? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but look it. I got a gumball machine and I put my pills in it. <laughs> You're fucking lying. It makes it take taking pills fun. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's so cute. I'm I'm just I'm riding off the serotonin of that information. That was for amazing. Those, for those listeners, um, I have this mini gumball machine, and I filled it with my antidepressants. <laughs> I was gonna say it kind of gives me Pez vibes. You know when you would fill out the Pez head, yeah. and then you'd click it, and then it dispenses the Pez. But it's cuter because it's a little gumball machine. Exactly. So I just go did did. Did you ever eat Pez? I never ate it. Oh, I did all the time. I loved loading them, and I would have other people like eat it for me because I didn't <laughs> like it. But I loved having the Pez heads. That's so funny. I loved the Pez. I didn't care about the Pez heads. <laughs> we could have been best friends in elementary school. True. Damn. And also, I saw a TikTok recently showing that I've been loading the Pez wrong my whole life. So, like, I always thought you would extend it and then individually load the pez in or you try to like very carefully try to like line it up so you can just kind of tip the whole thing in yeah yeah i saw that tiktok too no you're just yeah you're just supposed to push it down from the bottom and then load it like a oh my god i just made this connection out what hella morbid you just snap it in the bottom you load it like a gun magazine a magazine a gun magazine like magazine of bullets that's what they're called they're called a magazine yeah they're called a mag i thought it was just around okay (laughs) We're learning something new. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's called, well, yeah, a a mag or a magazine. Interesting, interesting. Imagine in an apocalyptic situation, you don't have gun, but you have Pez. (laughs) Just aggressively shoot Pez (laughs) at your opponents. (laughs) We would die. I, I think that's all I have on apocalypses, on if I think I would survive. Do you have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. It's scary to draw the parallel of these abstract things like a zombie apocalypse, a robot apocalypse, a nuclear apocalypse, like the current situation that we are literally in being in a pandemic and seeing that as like, there's an argument for saying that it is a current apocalypse and that's kind of a scary thought. Any last thoughts for you, Claire Bear? No. I was thinking about this a lot. I mean, I don't have any 
preparations mostly because i can't afford it i feel like a lot of (laughs) zombie apocalyptic or just apocalyptic preparation in general is kind of expensive Mm -hmm. i was watching a criminal minds episode and it was oh gosh i'm trying to remember specifically what the name of that group was but i cannot and i also don't want to try to give it a shot and misquote myself but they were oh doomsdayers is that what they are oh doomsday preppers yeah he this person like lived out in like the deep midwest and they seem to have like a normal nine to five stable kind of a white collar job like just just something your basic average oh just but he was somehow stockpiling money up on the back end to have this huge bunker like military grade with all these tech upgrades and lock-in systems and really crazy stuff but lived out in the midwest so money goes a little farther out there still Mm -hmm. like that was crazy yeah i think the main takeaway for me would be we have the ideas right of nuclear apocalypse zombie robot aliens whatever we didn't even touch alien is that an apocalypse or is that that's just an invasion at that point right yeah i don't really i haven't seen much about alien apocalypses Mm -hmm. but it was mentioned when I was kind of like looking up what kind of apocalypses people have been thinking about. But I think it ultimately, it doesn't really matter on the type of apocalypse. It just matters on the resources you have and have stocked up on. Yeah. So like, I guess it makes sense the name of that group Doomsday. Like it's not a zombie apocalypse group. It's not a radiation apocalypse group. Mm -hmm. It's just a Doomsday group. As long as you have those supplies, then you could probably survive whatever kind of apocalypse happens. Mm -hmm. So if I had money to (laughs) and could afford it, then yes, I could survive. Yeah. At this point, no. And it's also like, do I have the motivation to survive? I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, you need to be constantly be adding to it. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I just had a morbid thought again. It's kind of like preparing for retirement. Yeah. It's assuming it's assuming you're going to use it, right? <laughs> so you got to keep in your everyday life, like, adding to it, contributing to it, prepping for it. And you also have to always be alert for anything to happen. Yeah, yeah. Now we take advantage of not having to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, what are all the possibilities that can happen tomorrow. Whereas in those specific examples, you have to be like, what if another bomb goes off and radiation spikes? What if more zombies find where we're located? How are we going to handle that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. On a positive note, we have survived a plague. Congratulations. Slash disease apocalypse. (laughs) So pat yourself on the back. (laughs) Other than that, no other thoughts on the subject. I'll probably think about it more tonight. Tell us how you would prep for an apocalypse and what type of apocalypse you'd be prepping or are prepping for. Give us some ideas on how to share your survival tips in our DMs. Yeah. Can someone let me know how much a bunker is? (laughs) How much can of food? How much food do you stockpile? I don't know terrifying thoughts okay i need to i need to exit that honestly for someone who's like these thoughts keep me up at night i do zero research to answer the questions i have absolutely none i just let my mind wander (laughs) you keep going down the rabbit hole and that's the beauty of this podcast to hopefully unload some of those thoughts into the unknowing minds of other people who are listening to you exactly yes well thanks for joining us this week and contemplating how you would survive an apocalypse If you enjoyed this week's conversation, make sure to tune in next Tuesday when our next episode drops. You can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to like and rate our podcast. And if you have any late night thoughts you want to discuss in next week's episode, DM us on Instagram or TikTok at The Midnight Memo 
or reach out to us through email on themidnightmemo at gmail.com. And if you wanted to show support in any way, we do have a link in our description that would really support us. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.